This is Sean Stone, and you're listening to the Hall of Mirrors podcast. You have all the money in the world you need. You have all the power you need. What's the point? You know, what's the end goal? I said the end goal is to control the world. These people out here who believe in this worldwide Satanist conspiracy, okay? I became a pawn in the government scheme. His ultimate goal was mind control and to create the perfect spy. Oh, you're talking about erasing people's memories. The parents believe the boy is alive and has Just been Just six years old when she died. Yeah, people come from all over the country telling me about so the sheriff. All of a sudden it becomes a satanic panic. Breaking news. Governments are corrupt. They lie to their people, steal from their people, and occasionally kill them. A new world order for ourselves and for future generations. The Oliver Stone, George Bush connection, Oliver Stone. Oh yeah, man, he's their spokesman. While I doubt my father worked for the CIA, as a Vietnam veteran, my father saw a deeper state behind the scenes. And that's where I want to go. A politician has to be very concerned with where their donations are coming from. Spreads out like a spider web to Washington, D.C. Involves some of the most respected and powerful and richest businessmen in this United States of America. It was unbelievable what we had. Clinton, we had everything. What we had was unreal. Procuring young girls for sex trafficking. There was no indication to me. It's over a $34 billion industry worldwide. I was sold into a murderous pedophile network right around my sixth birthday. There were a number of aristocrats that were part of this club. There are 200,000 children that end up in the sex trade every year. So it's the fastest growing criminal industry in the world. Kinder. A lot of things that I witnessed, secrets that you wish you didn't have to or want to. Hail Satan! If you don't get this right now, I swear to listen to it. These cats speak with fucked tongue. And you can see the lie written all over it. And this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. It is not crazy to assess news events to see if they're real or not real. And in fact, it's kind of crazy not to. So what we see around us is actually an illusion. We're only looking at the tiniest sliver of what actually exists. We've been hoodwinked. The greatest forms of human control is the suppression of the sense of the possible. As Americans, we tend to believe this about other governments, but rarely, if ever, our own. But you were staying at the house of a convicted sex offender. It was a convenient place to stay. because we didn't know that there was another reality we could experience. Well, we've been we've been called conspiracy theorists, right? And mm-hmm. and that's extremely insulting and everything and and I just from from Sean's perspective, uh, I want you to talk about your project. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um well, I mean, conspiracy theorists, I'm not really uh 
I need to say, I'm not that opposed to that that title, although I call myself more of a conspiracy realist because once you understand that conspiracies are real and you study history and you look at politics and whatnot and you actually study situations beyond the, the surface level of things, then yes, I mean, two or more people getting together with an agenda, um, now whether or not it's legal or illegal, well, when people have the powers of rewriting laws as corporations do, for example, when it comes to lobby, lobbying uh, Congress, right? And corporate lobbyists that are actually writing the bills. So I guess you could say like, it no longer becomes conspiracy when they change laws <laughs> to fit their, their, you know, their agenda, right? Or their, their interest. Um, so there's like, there's the side of rewriting laws to basically serve an agenda, which you could say is not a conspiracy because it's just, it's, it's essentially, that's how governments work, right? In a way. Um, and then you can say that there's the conspiratorial nature of reality, which is when, um, for example, when I was you know young and I was trying to study the CIA's history and I was reading about you know the various operations that CIA had run since the end of World War II, right? Since its inception. Sure. And you're talking about coup d'etats, you're talking about uh, rigging elections, uh, you're talking about uh, destabilizing economies. Um, you're talking about arming and, and, and uh, training armies. Uh, you're talking about uh, supporting and, and working with uh, drug traffickers and drug trafficking operations. This is all like pretty known. If like anyone like actually just does any level of research, you know, even the mainstream at some level has acknowledged this stuff, right? So, uh, the mainstream media to some level, right? So like that's what conspiracies are. That's how you know. That's how just for example, just the CIA operates. And then you start to like look at how um, our world, in a way, has been in many ways privatized. What happened really in the in the seventies time period? You have to think, go back in your mind to Nixon had just had a coup d'état basically run against him called the Watergate operation, and you know there was a CIA basically a bunch of former CIA guys who were his plumbers and no one can explain exactly why they went back to the DNC multiple times, three, four times before they got arrested. It was really like a botched thing and no one can explain to you exactly what they were looking for. Right. So there's a lot more to the Watergate story. I, I recommend uh, Jim Hogan's book um, is a great way to start um, H O U G A N and that book really elucidates a lot of elements to the Watergate story that never got exposed. But the truth was that Nixon was a threat to the establishment in the sense that even though he was groomed by former CIA head Alan Dulles and um, kind of brought up in that circle, I mean, he was brought up as vice president. He was close to the, both Dulles's, John Foster and Alan. Um, and even though he was kind of a creature of the CIA at that same time, he knew better than anyone, how dangerous these organizations were. He didn't trust them. He, you know, and they didn't trust him. Right. So the fact was that it would not be like hard to imagine that the deep state essentially wanted him gone. And so when he's taken out as president, you know, with this basically with this weird Watergate scandal, um, thereafter, what happens is that the presidency is delegitimized in many, in many people's eyes. Um, there's a sort of this, vacuum of power through the 70s there's like a, a lot of weird stuff going on because you've got kissinger who's still basically running the country once Kissinger, once nixon's taken out kissinger is basically running the country uh kissinger i wrote a whole book on his mentor at harvard 
called uh, the New World Order because Kissinger was essentially created by this Anglo-American establishment, you know, since he was recruited from Germany, um, to basically, again, he, he served purposes. He was very much a Rockefeller creation. Okay. And, and Kissinger served various purposes and, and instrumentalities. That's why to this day, you know, he's on the boards of Citibank and all these multinational global corporations because Citibank itself being a Rockefeller bank. I mean, he's, again, he's like, he is the establishment as far as like most people would think of the old establishment. It's like Kissinger is that guy. So when I wrote the New World Order, exposing the various links in, in informing and educating him, I, I really understood that most conspiracies in a way are ideological right so what you do is you have ideas and you recruit people into your ideas and, and the new world order conspiracy is centered around a notion of one world is one world government one world uh, finance um, and not one world in the sense of we are all in this together kumbaya let's all hold hands like you see in uh, disneyland you know this is not that kind of we are the world uh, of michael jackson this is the one world of rockefeller and other very powerful and rich bankers uh, and, and uh, you know, corporate elite, basically, that as you can see by 2013, I think the Swiss did a study that basically diagrammed how about a thousand interlocking corporations had control over about half the world's wealth. So, or, so it's so ultimately is, a plan of the, the, the us versus them uh, being the elite versus the, the rest of us. This is a consolidation of wealth power and influence right through foundations right think about like you know the bill and gates bill and melinda gates foundation think of you know the open society of soros think of the ford foundation the rockefeller foundation all these things are putting grants to schools to universities right to various um you know they're 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 financing museums i mean they finance uh media papers i mean this is how uh, even the ACLU, you know, the sure, ACLU is right. you know, billing. Did you? This did, is how you influence the world. So it's not like the conspiracy is just, oh, it's just you know these uh, these guys getting together in a back room and talking about like enslaving humanity. It's like that's that's just so childish when you actually look at how the money flows and who's financing and supporting these things, and you really get down to it. It's a very small group of people that are really making the larger decisions as far as where the money flows and then what you do in the process, it's the same thing I, st I saw, you know, at my university or, you know, you get that in like in, in amongst the, amongst the educated class, it's like you get recruited in this stuff ideologically because essentially they know what your ideas are. They know, you know, it, it's like, you don't get to go, you don't get to rise at CNN or mother Jones or, you know, any of these, these uh, outlets, if you're not on board ideologically with, you know, what the editor in chief, wants and what the you know what the 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 president and others are putting are sending down through the chain of, of command essentially at the at the um through the press you you know as a journalist you're either like you're either thinking for yourself independent and you know and potentially dangerous like a glenn, glenn greenwald who had to quit his own intercept that he founded right right or you're pretty much like towing the party line and then you rise up and then you continue to repeat the party line you know, in, in the case of someone like um, Anderson Cooper, he, he seemed, you know, he, we know he went to CIA camp. He's a Vanderbilt. I mean, it's pretty obvious 
the, the very right. dark, you know, underpinnings of what this guy is about and who he really is. Oh my God. There's so many questions that just came to mind over the last two minutes of things you've, you've been talking about. One, did you see the uh, Australian health official, uh, her remarks two days ago? Yeah, there are uh, multiple health officials in Australia that have said it, multiple yeah. officials that have said New World Order. And it's funny because I went to Australia in 2018 specifically on a tour with Don Perkins, who wrote Confessions of an Economic Hitman, to try to tell people about the New World Order. And no one showed up. It was the funniest thing. It's like we wow. did a tour. Nobody showed up in the auditorium. I talked to people in Australia. They're like, she's all right. They were so callous. I, I spent a few I spent a few weeks there. I said, this is the friend, this is friendly fascism. It's, a mo it's the most fascist country I'd ever been in. They, they literally were walking around, the police were walking around ticketing people for not wearing helmets on their bicycles. And it was like $200 or $300 tickets. I mean, this is not a, like a, hey, here's like a $10 ticket. That's a serious fine for not wearing a helmet on a bicycle as a, as a grown adult. So wow. basically what the state is telling you is you are a child. You have no rights. You have no say. And when I was there during the pandemic and I had to do the quarantine for two weeks and I saw I wasn't in Melbourne, which is where they were like not even letting people out of their homes for more than a few hours a day. But um, I saw how the state operated. And I talked to people and the attitude of the psychology of the Australian people is so different from the American people because they just look at the state as, well, that's the government. They have the right to tell us what to do. It's so antithetical to what, Amer you know, what America is built on. I have a friend that lives in Brisbane, and that's exactly how he how he responds to me when I, when I question him and he loves America. He loves coming here. He, he used to come here like four weeks out of the year. He has ungodly amount of vacation time or holiday time as they call it. But yeah, he, he's actually Taiwanese and, and he just skipped the country. He's back in Taiwan right now, if I'm not mistaken, because of the lockdowns, he can't, you know, everyone's, they, they can't leave their house. Right. So, so, but now we have, you know, just what, two days ago now, uh, president Biden comes up and, and ultimately is, while they say it's not a, a forced mandate, it really, really is. They're just taking the the onus off the the government and put putting it on the employers, right? Uh, for uh, for those that uh, companies that have over a hundred employees, you have to get the, this vaccine. It, it, I guess, the question is, do you think Australia, we, uh, our government officials, were watching Australia and saying, all right, well, it, it's working there. Yeah, the the you know the, they're bucking a little bit, but but they're going to fall in line. It's not that simple. Um, so, the, so Australia is British Commonwealth. If you understand, the British Empire has never died. The Queen is still the head of Canada and Australia. They're all basically falling in line with British Commonwealth policy. And so, the difference is we we had a revolution in this country, right? And we said to the Crown, uh, "You will no longer." Uh, tax us with that representation. You will no longer keep us from having manufacturing. And, and basically, the, the, the British imperial policy was basically to keep countries backwards so they could just exploit them for mineral resources. I mean, that's really, if you look, you know, they talk about how they, they built, uh, you know, uh, rail systems in civilized Africa. That's BS. They built the rail systems to take, to go from the mines to the port to extract things. I mean, that was Roosevelt, Franklin Roosevelt's beef with the British Empire. And he said it to Churchill. He's like, you guys have kept, you know, the, the, the blacks of Africa basically in, in savage conditions, essentially, and, you know, in even worse conditions probably than they existed before your, the colony showed up. They were probably better off, you know, without, without your empire interfering. So the point is that um, the British empire is designed to subjugate, right? The fact is, 
it's it's always given the power the, the the crown has given power to the nobles you know the magna carta oh we give the nobles uh you know certain rights but what about the fact of america where we said no we we the people are endowed by a creator not by a king by a creator with inalienable rights right and so we give those we give the government power to exist and to operate that's what's so powerful about america and that's why they can't do what they do to other countries in the same way they've been working on it I mean, certainly there's been, during the Civil War, the British Empire was supporting the South. I mean, they were trying to, to, to break America in half um, and create a whole slave empire from South, from basically from the Southern states all the way to South America, you know, Cuba and other countries. They wanted to keep all this as slave states. But America basically, you know, prevailed in the Civil War, I should say, prevailed in the sense of, you know, the, 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 the notion of a, of a United States prevailed, but in many ways we were co-opted. After Lincoln was assassinated, um, partly I would argue because he had the, he issued the greenbacks and was trying to basically control the issuing of, of currency, right? right. Um, after Lincoln's assassination and during the Reconstruction era, there does seem to be indications that we essentially got still in many ways co-opted um, through legal facets. There's this whole thing about the changing of the Constitution in the 1870s such that citizen basically became citizens and by changing the terminology to citizen it basically makes us um in, in certain levels assets of the corporation that is the united states so the united states actually became a, like a corporation in it, and centered out of washington dc and so there's a whole thing about if you, you know again there are people that really can explain this much better than i can um how america has been slowly co-opted into this amalgam that is, has taken away, has given the government the ability to take away our rights. I mean, if you think about the Patriot Act and everything that followed and how even going back to, I would say, even going back to the, the war on drugs, you know, and, 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 and the illegal searches and seizures that go on and the, um, you know, the warrantless, um, you know, surveillance and spying, all these things that go on since, the, you know, that since the Patriot Act in particular, all these things, the stripping of our rights have been because I think that we in some ways got co-opted. We've been hoodwinked by uh, an, an inability to understand law, you know, it's a natural law, which is what the country was supposed to be built on. But how long do you, does this go until the, the general public, the, the, the majority of people actually wake up and say, look, I, we're done. We're, we're, we're done with, with you guys uh, telling us what to do. I mean, at some point, there has to be a cleansing or a rebirth, right? There has to be, and it has to start with the states, the counties, people taking back their school boards, taking back their, their cities. I mean, it's really difficult in places like Los Angeles and all these. Most cities, as we know, are Democrat-run cities. They're basically, they've been part of this machine for, for sometimes for a century. <laughs> you right. Know, New York and Chicago and places like this, right? So it's difficult for those cities. But if you're talking about counties, smaller cities, there's ability for people to just say, look, this is our city. This is our sovereignty over our county. Sheriffs, I mean, Sheriff Mack and others talking about, you know, are you a constitutional sheriff? There are ways of doing this. Looking at states like Florida, what's going to be interesting is Biden is going to try to use the civil rights uh, precedent, right? The Civil Rights Act precedent. He's going to basically say, oh, we're going to, the federal government's going to invade um, Florida basically to force you to man to mask man to to keep mask mandates in schools, right? Sure. This reversal 
of what happened in the 60s when schools were, were enforcing segregation and the federal government came in to basically open the schools you know, to desegregate. It's like now they're basically trying to keep kids enslaved. It's just, it's like, it's so interesting how, how this has all been inverted because these people are ultimately, you know, satanic in their worldview. Um, they don't, you know, they don't want freedom. They hate freedom. That's why Biden got out, got out there and said, this is not about freedom. This is about safety. Well, I'm sorry. You don't get to choose. You don't get to uh, enforce safety at the, at the expense of freedom. You don't get to do that in America. So is, it, how, is that why you, is that why you think that they, this inflammatory rhetoric that that's coming from the White House it, it, uh, continues to to he keeps doubling down on it right that they're forcing a divide and I guess that's what I can't wrap my mind around why are they forcing the divide if if they were gonna I guess divided we fall I, I guess I might have just a- answered my, my own question but is that the ultimate goal of the the government at this point is make make this country so divided that that we actually regress instead of pr- progress and I want to know who who do you think is actually in charge I mean you, you hmm. see Biden uh you know he, he can't even reply he he walks off of, of the podium you never see Kamala Harris and when Jen Psaki's asked a question like you know, what's the White House's stance on my body, my choice, and she just leaves a press conference. You know, who's who, who's in control there? Who's in control? Who's in charge? Yeah. Um, you know, it's certainly the Obama faction. We know, we know certain personnel around that were around Obama, like Susan Rice, are certainly involved. But who's ultimately running this? I mean, this is just this is pure New World Order politics. I, you know, I don't know exactly who's the one that's when Biden walks out and says, they told me to, I don't know who he's referring to specifically. Um, I just know that this is theater. This is new world order politics with, with a, I I suspect he's a clone. Honestly, I don't even know if it's the right, I don't even know if it's the same Biden. You know, this seems, this guy is like so malfunctioning. Um, He's glitching. The point is that there's, look, you have people, this reality is not what you think it is. And the problem is people don't have time to think about it. They don't have time to really like look more deeply into what reality is. There has been a secret space program in this country since at least the end of the Second World War. The secret space program, some would argue, has been in existence at least in let's say some of the empire like the empires like Germany and 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 uh, perhaps England since the previous century. There is an alien presence on this planet that you know people want to talk about the Bible. It's an alien presence, whether you call it an angel, a demon, you know, uh, you whatever language you want to use for it. It's not from this world. So we're not alone here. We're not operating alone. And there are influences that are non-human. The docu-series Best Kept Secret kind of takes us to start to see that. You see, to like start to peer behind the veil a little bit by the end of it, if you stick with it, to see uh, that there's like a really a real congruence between various ideas about um, how do you say it? the fallen, the fallen angels the reptilians, all these different theories that people have talked about for years. And we have to stop looking at each other like, that's so crazy. Actually, no, it's crazy to think that this is just a bunch of fucked up humans that are perpetuating uh, an agenda to, you know, what, to basically enslave humanity for thousands and thousands and thousands of years because 
that's what you've seen as far as the empires since, you know, since really before the days of Babylon. Um, Atlantis was, you know, was a civilization that's, there's evidence of it all under the seas. I mean, how many step pyramids do you need to find under the oceans before you start really saying, oh, there's something, there was something going on here. Sure. Forbidden Archaeology by Michael Cremo, um, just exposing the indications of, of advanced technology, making engravings and markings and, and affecting, how do you say, creating um, artifacts. And these, you know, these things are dated back well over 200,000 years. This is not like, if you people believing in Darwinian evolution, I mean, we're closer to pigs than we are to apes. So what the heck does that mean? <laughs> I mean, right. literally, I mean, they use pig flesh and pig hearts, right? When they're doing, when they're doing surgical work with humans, we're very close to pigs. So what we're, you know, that's about as credible as saying, you know, we're evolved from apes. Well, we're, we could also be, devolved, how do you say, pigs could also be devolved from humans. I mean, it just... Again, this is this is a planet where I have no doubt that we share some. How do you say? There can there can be some level of uh, connection to apes, but there's no missing link out there that's going to be like, yeah, this was the the in between phase between ape and human. You're looking at uh, some kind of genetic uh, splicing or genetic alteration, which is what the Sumerian texts talk about. I mean, it's just crazy that like you literally have ancient texts talking about the many the, the the essential manufacturing of humans, you know, uh, by these stars, star beings. Sure. And now you're looking at people that literally have an agenda of transhumanism. I have to say they want to change our DNA. They want to literally, you know, change human at the level of DNA. They want to recreate the human. I have so many questions for you, Sean. We could <laughs> we could spin off a million episodes, man. I know you're so busy. I know you have so much shit to do. But now that you mentioned that, uh, do you think that we're even from here? And as souls, for no. I mean, our souls do not come from Earth. Our souls come from we pass. I mean, look, we who knows where? I mean, we come from source, but we pass through star systems in the process of incarnations. Um, so no, I don't worry about my soul. I don't worry. I, this is, you know, if this is a hologram, a projection, you know, how do you say a simulation? It's certainly a simulation of some sort, um, you know, but we're not made of the, we're made, how do you say, our physical body is of the earth, but our souls aren't. And that spark, and this is what they're trying. So this is why I say they're Satanists. They want to disconnect you from spirit, from source, from spark. They want you to believe wholeheartedly in this physical amalgam, this physical matrix, right? Even at the level of their science, you know, their botched, faulty science of germ theory that like, oh yeah, you know, this germ is going to get you sick. Like, but yes, you have, you are, you are made of, of viruses. You know, we have, like, we are so full of viruses and bacteria. Uh, we're actually, you know, how do you say, at any moment, the fact that we're alive is by the grace of, the divine spark and the fact that we have this immune system and this this overall electric body that is so advanced and so amazing miraculous that we're able to even survive on a planet that is hostile to us in so many ways you could argue right sure and so, there's also there's also proof and i through some uh, documentaries that, that i've i've been able to review that there was a documentary on actually at the time of death where they uh, the body was on a scale and then ultimately, at the time of death, the body is, uh, is an, and what is it, seven ounces lighter? Uh, and th that's what they gauge the, the human spirit 
or the spark, as you call it, correct? Yeah. To, that seven that there's weight. That, yeah, that, that there's weight to it. No, seven ounces, I believe seven it was. Ounces. Yeah, seven ounces. I'm sorry. What was the? It was a Will Smith movie about it. Uh, the, go ahead. I thought that was a Will Smith movie. Uh, no, there was actually a documentary, uh, and I'm I'm trying to to uh, I can to, look it up. Yeah, Randy, look it up. You, you said there's alien, you know, alien presence in our government and everything. But do you think the human species, you know, did did were like my thought always had been, you know. And maybe even with different races that we all come from a different place and that we were like, my thought has always been, we were dropped off here as an experiment. Yeah. Which, what do you think? This, this is an, you know, it's a prison planet. It's an education planet. You know, it's a school because the school is a prison. If you're not happy to be there, right. When you're a kid, right. Can, school can feel like prison. This can feel like prison. Um, it's an experience, absolutely, where it's for the growth <clears throat> of the soul. Um, <clears throat> I wrote a, I wrote a, um, an audio book called Desiderata. I guess you could say it's a, it's an it's an audio book. It's on uh, Audible. It's on it's on uh, it's online. People can get it. Desiderata, and it deals with this whole thing about you know the journey of experiencing this reality and it's very poetic and at the same time it's very insightful philosophical as to what we're here for because there's no real one i don't believe there's any one purpose or one meaning and that's a reduction the the oneness is infinite in its potentiality so how do you say we're experiencing separation from source we're experiencing the ego of self and going through this journey and there's both dark and light in every one of us. Um, but this is basically the, I would say the best way to activate the light is darkness, right? Cause if okay. it's when it's light and when it's daytime, you can't see the stars, you see the sun, but you can't see the other stars. So when it gets night, then the stars come out when it gets dark, that's when you get to shine your light and your light can be seen more clearly. So, we're in that phase, I think, where the New World Order is here. In a way, the darkness has to be there because it's like it has to test to see who's who's real, who's going to show up, who's going to step up, who's going to who's going to actually step into their sovereignty, who's actually going to step up as a human, who's going to actually fulfill a greater potential and greater destiny for themselves, and who's just going to say, "Well, I'm just going to go with what they tell me." Right. The, the sheep, for, the sheep versus the wolves theory, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not like verse, you know, the sheep, we know what happens to the sheep. Right. You know? But if you want to be a lion, you get to have more, you know, you get to experience more, you get to you get to have more magnanimity. Sheep are beautiful, but they also, you know, there's a lot more of them. <laughs> yeah, so, so, but that, that's interesting, though. If, and we'll, we'll use that, that methodology, you, you want to be the lion. But when you're you're trying to do your research, uh, you're you're silenced by, uh, you know, say if we say the wrong thing, we know we're deplatformed on all of our our, you know, our social media sites, and so the it seems like the lion is being hunted. But but for what reason? If we're we're living ultimately in a free country, and I I understand that you're going into it's it's deeper than that. It's not it's not even a country anymore. We're talking about you know. Uh, uh, corporation corporation itself and it's a worldwide issue but how 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 do those of us that want to stand up where do we go 
obviously, because if our voice gets too, too large, we're, we're then silenced. And I think a lot of that actually, you know, could, yeah, but I mean, could go to you. That's the point of, you know, why is Rumble exist now? You know, BitChute, Rumble, these didn't exist a year ago. Right. You know, there's going to be opportunity. That's what people have to remember. You know, the artist, the, the artist knows that when you, um, what is it, necessity, was it necessity is the mother of creation. all invention. Of, of all invention. I yep. mean, it's like when you get restricted, right, you find new ways. You find new ways through. You figure out like, okay, well, that door shut. Or I'm gonna I'm gonna create a door. I'm gonna build a door, right? I mean, we've got to recognize that we can see each other so much more clearly. They have made this easier. They have literally made this easier because everyone is sitting down. So people start to stand up. You can see them. Oh, okay. Oh, you're standing up. Okay, great. I see you now. I see you now. I see you now. And it's like our web of those standing. The lions are like seeing each other, recognizing each other. And the most important thing to do is to promote each other's work to basically, you know, to create economies around it because you don't need the big corporations. The crazy thing is in America, you know, employees, they're talking about like, they're talking about like Biden's thing about a hundred people or more, but small businesses employ most Americans. The problem right. is Americans spend their money on big corporations. That's like treason. It's like we're literally betraying the middle class by spending money on these big corporations. And I mean, I'm guilty of it sometimes too. I mean, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but it's like, if we don't recognize like, hey, we gotta stop putting our money to the big corporations. We gotta start buying our clothes from the smaller companies, the ones that actually employ real people that actually like don't have slave labor. Uh, if we gotta, you know, buy our food from, you know, more lo local organic, if we can, you know, get our coffee from, you know, from anything that's not Starbucks. I mean, you gotta start to like, think about where you're putting your money that's that that makes America sense. America was yeah. built on boycotts. America was built on dumping tea from the British East India Company saying, get your tea out of here. We can do this. We got to put our money where our mouth and our mind is, right? And build out our economy because there is enough. There are enough of us. That's what I'm trying to get at. Like literally, if you just start looking and be like, oh, those corporations are forced vaccinating people. Goodbye. I want to work with the people, the companies that aren't forced vaccinating people. It makes it easy. It literally makes it easy. Sean, you've been on movie sets for most of your life. What was the event or turning point that uh, gave you the sense of, of mission to, to make you explore truth and, and like best kept secret? I did a documentary called Hollywood DC. And in Hollywood DC, we've talked about the relationship of Hollywood and military industrial complex. And we got okay. into a little bit of some of the cases like Brian Singer that were, you know, that were evident, right? Harvey Weinstein is evident, uh, not a pedophile, but not that I know of a pedophile, but as far as, you know, his crimes. So best kept secret is as fact-based as I could make it. It's not, you know, based in just allegations or, you know, any personal experience, really. I mean, my narration is, you know, guides it, but this is not like, I have personal insights into this stuff. This is trying to lay out for people, for anyone who's willing to listen, right? Who's a so-called, you know, whether they're, whether they're red-pilled or just like, hey, you know what? I've been hearing about this Q stuff or I've been hearing about this pedophile stuff. It doesn't really make sense. Or the satanic stuff doesn't make sense. Okay, watch this docuseries. It will take you step by step. You know, through the Franklin scandal is a great example of politicians and businessmen involved in pedophilia 
and that being you know covered up um, through the MK Ultra mind control programs, Monarch, various you know allegations around uh, ritual abuse of children, also the attempt to create per perfected spies, this kind of thing, right? Sure. You can dissociate, and then um, Chapter Three is all about political compromise. Uh, using, for example, Epstein is a great example. Child sex trafficking, as well, is you know, is a massive, a massive issue that we get into. You know, some of the, the basics around it. Um, the Jean Benet Ramsey story connects a lot of weird things, as far as you'll see. Like it's just, it's very, it's a weird web. Sure. <laughs> that, that opens up uh, child pornography and things like this. Um, chapter four is about new world order, and especially. I mentioned earlier the drive to transhumanism, what that's about, and then how media and music in particular are oriented in the direction of really selling agendas of how we call you know clearly satanic imagery and uh, languaging and whatnot, slavery that kind of thing. Chapter five is about blood ritual because it basically gets into uh, satanic cults and how there's this belief of. You know, whether or not you believe it or not, I do in possession and demons and actual like relationship to um, otherworldly entities. And that leads us to chapter six, which is about the archons, which is the ancient Gnostic understanding of these demonic rulers, essentially. And, you know, whether or not the reptilians are part of that, the Gnostics did refer to the Draco, the, okay. the, the dragon, the reptilians. So this is not a David Icke theory. This is ancient stuff. And that's what I wanted to really lay out for people, step by step, that they can start to red pill themselves and say, wait a minute, hmm, maybe there's more to it. What, can I ask, on, on, in chapter five, you said you're going to talk about the, the, the blood theory. And right? I, feel, I feel stupid, by the way, just, oh, just oh. taking it off. Oh, yeah, you're, you're, you're vastly more knowledgeable <laughs> uh, than we are. And we, we do appreciate the, the insight and, and the education you're giving us. Um, I do have a question about the, the, the you said chapter five is about the blood theory, right? Blood, yeah, the blood rituals. Blood, blood rituals. Blood, uh, do you believe, blood drinking. do you believe in the, the that adrenochrome? The, the, yeah, adrenochrome. Well, Hunter S. Thompson thought about, thought, uh, said it was real because he, re he reported it in his uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. So, we know there's blood. We know we know people drink blood. We know that Silicon Valley is interested in the blood of the youth for uh, helping older people reverse aging. They're spending a lot of money on this. Um, so is adrenochrome? Uh, how do you say? I don't know. That's supposed to be like a drug that they're supposed to get get off on. But yeah, ultimately, blood right? Blood drinking is not a new phenomenon, right? And uh, eating your eating, you know, cannibalism, all this stuff. This is not like a new thing. This is ancient stuff. Directions, but to bring it back to our audience, I want your opinion on the last cabinet. Uh, like, what, what do you think really happened with Trump? What, what's your opinion on on um, the election and and everything they did to try to get him out of office? Because you talked about Nixon and, and, yeah. you know, they wanted them out. Um, I mean, I'm just going to say that it's, it's basically a new world order takeover, but I don't think it's going to last. Good. I don't think so either. Or at least I pray. I hope, I hope not. 
And, and I, I guess what, and obviously we're, we're just talking here, but what, what does it, what has to happen for it not to last? Because it, it seems like we're on that, that, that slippery slope as a nation, as a free country, where what else has to be done to, to the working class for, for everybody to stand up? What, what's next? I, I, you know, honestly, you got to trust the stars because uh, it's the stars and the earth that are shifting us into what's called the Aquarian age. Um, psychology changes, consciousness changes. There's only th so much that you can do. It's like you cannot, you can't force people to wake up. But what the New World Order is doing actually is making it so blatant in their face that either they wake up or they will basically be in a permanent sleep, which is to say they'll check out. Right. So it's not like you have to do anything except continue to, to walk your path, share the wisdom that's given to your soul and build out the new, as I, as I mentioned earlier, you know, focus your energy on building out new companies, new institutions, uh, new formations of, 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 of economy and existence such that we can collaborate and work together uh, without depending on the old structures. The old structures will just, they will crumble of their own, how do you say, of their own make. If they're built on faulty foundations, they will not last. If they're built on coercion and force, uh, you know, then they will ultimately mm -hmm. find their demise. Like every, every empire, every system built on right. coercion and force. Right, the Roman empire, empire, right? So don't, like Rome, like every empire that's right. built on coercion and force. So just my point is people need to shift the focus away from bad systems, from people that are not freedom loving, from economies that are uh, extractive and exploitative as opposed to um, consensual and uh, like life affirming and, you know, and, and reciprocal, right? This is what needs to occur. It's it's just we just got to shift our attention and our energy into into new ways of being, and stop looking to the old matrix and the old system to uh, sustain us. It makes a lot of information for uh, for one episode. That's cool. and, I, awesome. and I don't know what it was when I was just researching and found you that I was just drawn to to everything you're doing and drawn to you. So I wanted to talk to you and and man, I just I hope you keep going with everything. I appreciate it. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna reach, it's gonna happen. You know, I know you're reaching a ton of people now, but I, I think if you keep, keep on and people are going to start waking up and, and realizing what's happening. We got to. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're, we're going to keep on uh, going here and, yeah. and, and our, our little voice, it, it may be small, but we, we, we have our own little uh, microcosm of people that, that we reach. And, and if we can do a little bit of good, uh, th that's all we're hoping to do as well. That's all that matters. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for doing what you're doing. And uh, boom. Perfect. Thanks so much. Be so thank bad. you so much, Sean. I appreciate it. Good luck with everything. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to watching that entire series. And thank uh, you. Thank you so much for your patience with me, man. I know you're like, God damn it. It's him again. It's him again. But... <laughs> uh, no worries. <laughs> Glad we got it. We got something right. in the can. All yeah. right. Thanks. Thank you, bud. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Bye.